Hello, heroes, and welcome to the 89th episode of Campaign. I'm Kat Cool, your host and game master. Before we get started, James and I would like to thank our outstanding Patreon backers. Duncan Gibbs, thank you. Will Stack, thank you. Dan Winterroud, thank you. Anonymous, thank you, Anonymous. Mm, mysterious. Cassie, thank you. Dean Smythe, thank you. Simon Toogood. That name. I think we all know what that name is. Oh, boy. Simon, come on. You're a protagonist. Embrace it. Uh, Jazz and Zeke Brock. Thank you guys so much. Man, more good names. Kenneth, thank you. Brian Esquivel. Yeah, I think it's Brian Esquivel. Thank you so much, Brian Esquivel. And I love it. Uh, Jake Perkins, thank you. Josh Montana. Thank you, Josh. Paul Cuvia, thank you. Uh, Paul Cueva, thank you. Okay, that's probably right. Jamin to Jesus, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Jay Riley, thank you. Craig, Bo- Craig Botch Games. Oh, Craig from Botch Games. Yeah. Um, I, I was interviewed by Craig. Craig's wonderful. <laughs> yeah, Craig, thank you so much. Evan Weston, thank you so much. And now, a long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away. In order to unravel the truth of Imperial operations in the Roach system, the crew of the Minoc must first gain access to their secret files. Unfortunately for our heroes, those files remain under lock and key, and the only way to gain access is through code cylinders, which all rest safely in the pockets of Captain Drine's elite command. Ensign Defin, Chief Engineer Yaris Gert, Sub-Lieutenant Shinro, and Lieutenant Zoth. With the entire Verpine population at risk, everything depends on the crew of the Minoc conducting themselves subtly. Let's roll the Destiny roll. The Fantasy Flight Force and Destiny roll. One dark side. Two dark side. I got a light side. I got a Son dark of a gun. Side. So, four dark side and a light side. Oh, we're not winning with that. Last we left off, you guys had come up with a plan to get some code cylinders that would let you into the area that gave you the information for <laughs> where the secret bad laboratory was being hidden in this facility and probably other sorts of info. You are in the midst of an espionage mission and the way you've decided to go about this is by donning fake personalities that have needlessly complex names, and you are going to seduce one Yaris Gert because you have noticed that she is highly susceptible to all sorts of odd fan fiction. Those are your goals for this mission, to acquire a code cylinder, which you don't have to get from Gert. You just decided she was the soft target. Yes. A code cylinder can be gotten from Sub-Lieutenant Shinro, from Lieutenant Zoth, from Ensign Defin, or from Chief Engineer Gert, or of course Captain Drine, but that seems very scary. I mean, the four of us could probably beat up one person, right? Well, could, yeah, I could but... beat up four on my own. Also, this is an espionage mission. You are trying to remember the whole thing is to not bring down further, like, you don't want further troops coming to the planet. That's right. We want to know what's going on before we destroy this operation. Yes. Uh, and so are we undercover? Is that what I'm to believe? So you haven't acquired suits yet, but I also don't I mind you guys. Got... Oh, no, we just grabbed the droid. We grabbed the droid. We you haven't grabbed the droid. Suits. You haven't grabbed suits. I don't mind you picking up somewhere a little further. I just don't want you to be way far along into this I mean, thing. We're, we're in the showers. And yeah. we, we're in the locker room and we found some suits and, and we're showering up because we're yeah, smelly. We're all in the shower right now and it is... It's a one-person shower, but we're all in it together. And none of us are <laughs> looking. We're all back to back to back to back. So wait, Trist isn't looking because he's trying to sketch people. Isn't that... Yeah, he doesn't want to ruin it by knowing... <laughs> Bless his heart. But, he, but he asked them to model for him. And they said no, and he's respecting that. Oh, okay. I like that. Okay. Trace, this is this is what it looks like. Nope. I like mine better. No. <laughs> but this is... I like what I do better. Yeah, but then this is what... This do you is, understand that I like what I do better than what you have? But There's you nothing... have an opportunity to understand. I have an opportunity to limit myself. Well, don't look! <laughs> okay. Okay. One thing I want to point out, since we're getting a new ship anyway, the water pressure here is really great. There is... It is bad news in our ship. There yeah. are four people in here, and everybody, I feel like, we all feel like we're getting a good amount of water yeah. right now. Well, we're this rotating is incredible. in and out. I mean, I'm standing here getting no water right now. Okay. Well, well yeah, but you're you. like soaping 
something up. Thank you. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I know what I'm doing. I'm doing a good shower, but I'm just saying that, like... Well, you're not getting it back. Well, why don't you get my back? I got yours. Wouldn't it make sense? It's I'm, the nice thing I to do. I will get you back. Thank you. You've got a lot of tension in here. So... <laughs> You're carrying a lot of tension. Describe for me the co-ed shower situation in general, because that's what I'm imagining that this mine has. Incorrect. What this <laughs> is, is this is a private handicap bathroom okay. with one single shower mm-hmm. in it, and yeah. it's a shower attached to a clawfoot tub. So there are four of us. <laughs> How is that handicapped? What's that? How is that handicapped if it's attached there's to a clawfoot tub? tub. Yeah, there's, there's a bar. Okay. <laughs> I get. You know what? I buy this as something the Empire would do. Yeah, yeah. there's ceiling. Oh, no, the Empire yeah. didn't make this. It complies. Oh, no. It complies. It complies. Uh, the the bathroom is handicapped. The shower is not. So like the toilet sink space all very handicapped. The shower is more like an afterthought. It's an older clawfoot tub with a wraparound curtain around the whole thing. There are four of us inside. We are back to back to front to back. And I figured we would be in like sort of a square formation because we're rotating in and out of the water. It's We're a clawfoot use... tub, so it's going to be really hard to do a square formation because it's... Right. What we it's... should do is we should do individual showers one at a time. No, but we we're, not not doing doing we're not doing that. Time for that. There was too many... It was going to cause too many arguments. So it has to be back to back to front to back to back. Wait, I need to... From the back <laughs> of the tub. So we have... So we have... From the faucet, someone okay. is facing the faucet with their front. <laughs> then that would be... Let's call that Lynn. Okay. Uh, then I'll be behind Lynn with uh-huh. my back to Lynn's back. Then no, my... that doesn't work because Bact is currently soaping up your back. You're right. So for for so now, you're Lynn's my back. front is to Lynn's back. Well, Bacta is behind me with his front to my back. Mm-hmm. Behind Bacta is uh, Lenik with his back to Bacta's back, and we will be switching. And then Trist is probably doing Lynn's Wait, back my, right now. My back to Bacta's back. Yeah. Okay. So you're facing so the, I'm the back only of one the tub, facing away from the group. Right. Now. <laughs> we'll all switch. <laughs> But this is a uh, Lenix going to turn around. You can't. <laughs> That's not fair. Okay, well, do back his back if you're going to turn around. Although I already did it, so I don't know why you'd want to redo yeah, his you, back. You did a sh- job. Okay, this scene of <laughs> this scene is very brief. We all get out of the shower and we're like toweling off. Okay, <laughs> is OD four three there? Yes, he's yes. in the room. He's been uh, he's been just scanning the door. They're in the room, peeping yeah. skeptically. Yeah, but Odie's watching the door, doing, like, scans on the door just to make sure no one comes in. But we have locked it, and it is a handicapped bathroom. Does the Empire employ, like, handicapped people? The Empire is actually extremely ableist. That is the root of the majority of their speciesism. It comes from a place of ableism, not... Not just straight xenophobia. Not just straight xenophobia. The xenophobia did come in, but it came in later. It started from ableism. I hate that. I hate the Empire. Just one more reason that they're the bad guys. Indeed they are. Cool. So Odie's just been keeping you guys safe. Yeah. As we exit the shower after we're all cleaned off, we did manage to snag some stormtrooper outfits that we are, like, putting on. Do you want to flip your final light side point for that? Let's give us that light side point for we grab some stormtrooper outfits. It's fitting. That fit us, okay? These mm-hmm. aren't ill-fitting stormtroopers. Great. Outfits. What have you done with the stormtroopers? Because you are now... Oh, we, well, we were in the showers area. We just opened lockers until we found uniforms that fit. Uniforms, yeah. So, so we stole them. Great. That is fine, but you are now operating in, like, resources land. Mm-hmm. So there are now stormtroopers who are in the other showers area who are going to come back to their lockers and not have uniforms. Okay, the first thing that we need to do is remove the serial cutting from uh, these outfits. Okay. From these costumes. Co- please, costumes. <laughs> because they're going to submit a complaint and then HQ is going to do a scan on their card signatures and they'll pop up as us and then they'll call us in. If we remove the card signatures, you know, we just have unlabeled uniforms. Are unlabeled uniforms common? They're not common, but it can happen. Okay, so not common, but yeah, it's better than, you know, leaving it's the trail. It's better than just having somebody's uniform or actually having to find these people and take them out. Yeah. Odie, is there anybody that we can take the place of around the base? Okay. What did he say? Uh, he said that there's no one coming aboard other than you, Shinra. So. No one recently came aboard other than you, Shinra. So we can't use anyone else's identities. We can say we're transfer students. I mean, hopefully no one will ask, but if they do, stick to the names that we created. Yeah. Okay. 
Hopefully nobody asks. Hopefully nobody cares. And if they do, we just got to get them alone and take them out. Speaking of getting people alone and taking them out, what's the plan to get to Yara's skirt? Plan was to just seduce her, right? And back to seducing her. Is that correct? Was I seducing her? Mm. I think we can each try. So, as I recall, this was so complicated. Do we have to go with the thing that... Yes, we have to go with the thing that we pitched uh, uh, just mere moments ago. It's the thing that Heinrich came up with. I don't know that I trust Oh, no, I remember. This is a very good plan. What was it? Okay. (laughs) So Heinrich was going to seduce her, and she was going to fall madly in love with him. This is right. And then Helmut Roma was going to show up along with his bodyguard, Heinrich Beefsteak. And for some reason, I don't quite remember, they had like a long time feud with Heinrich on their alone. Yeah. They're going to get in a fight and kill Heinrich von Erlum. Yes, fake my own death. I remember this. Mm-hmm. This is very good. Mm-hmm. And Yara's skirt was going to be overcome with grief, and then Heidi Cherry was going to show up and sweep her off her feet. Yes, yeah. that <laughs> is correct. That's exactly it. Thank you. Thank you very much. I so, just feel like... in the next couple of hours, <laughs> we're going to get Gert to fall in love with Heinrich von Erlum. Easy. Yep. Easy. That should Done. be the easiest part of the plan. Now, normally, we could just... <laughs> leverage that part of the plan into getting her code but that's boring, boring. exactly so what we're doing is we're, we're going staging to a boy fight hansel beefsteak mm-hmm. kill heinrich von heirloom she'll be all revved up from watching the boy fight <laughs> full of grief from watching the love of her life die before her enter heidi cherry heidi cherry now gert is going to have the second great romance of her life within the span of 20 30 minutes <laughs> and helmet's just gonna be there <laughs> that's the best part or or while you've initially seduced her we send in helmet to grab her clothes while you're doing whatever and take the coat so that'll be plan b what's the matter what's the matter boy you want to be part of the plan well it's a seduction how do you think sex works yeah what do you what do droids know of sex what's the matter why don't you like this plan Sex is nice. People like having it. We're going to make her very happy. too. She's going to really enjoy the sex. What's going on? Uh, The droid apparently doesn't like the seduction elements of this plan. Yeah, he's very verpine in his droid senses. And that he doesn't like sex. That's the verpine. Well, yeah, I mean, they don't like the way that we do it. Would it help you if we... pacing around the room back and forth. Would it help you if we showed you what sex is? He's doing little arm gestures with his, uh, what are they? Arms? Well, yeah, but they're like... Yeah, yeah, yeah those, those little, the, the stick into the arm, the wall arms. I can see how for a droid it sounds like it's hurting or that it's bad, but it's actually not bad. It's very good. Could this have anything to do with the sparkle heart emoji next to Gert's name? Yeah, you like it. Wait a minute, droid. Odie, let me see if I've got this right. Odie, do you have a crush on Gert? Is that the problem? Do you like Gert or do you like like Gert? Odie's arms jump into their body and he like goes into a corner. Anakin Skywalker. Okay. The droid has a crush on the mark, so that might complicate things. How does that complicate things? It's going to hurt the droid's feelings if well, you seduce if, the... Hear me out. What if the droid seduces her? Okay. That's I don't know if that's not going gonna to work. That's probably it's not going definitely to work. Not. Yeah, I, I mean, also was going to put yes to that plan. I mean, it's very... Okay, well, talking that's, that's I... two against two, so I guess Odie will be the tie-breaking vote. Odie would... Look, I would love it if the droid could seduce her, but the fact is that's probably not going to work. It probably has to be me. Or, or you... Tell the droid what to say. Oh. Why doesn't the droid tell me what to say? Because, I don't know, the droid, you've been here this long and you haven't made a move, have you? What are we talking about? (laughs) (laughs) Someone has to seduce this officer because we need code cylinders. That's the plan. The droid is putting a a bunch of droid gears into this plan. (laughs) Look, Odie, boy. It's going to be okay. We are not going to do anything to hurt her. I, I mean, we are going to... Her feelings are paramount. And paramore. And paralegal. So, rest assured, everything is going to be fine. Hey, we said that we would take that restraining bolt off, and we did. And we did. Look, maybe it's just time to give us a little bit of trust. I mean, we did remove your restraining bolt. Is that why you didn't make a move? The restraining bolt? Yeah, and it's a freaking droid. 
So like it would be impossible, freaking impossible to do. Okay, wait, wait a minute. Audi, do you, this could be important intelligence. Audi, do you realistically think that you have a shot with this person? That's it, a kind of a mean question. Jeez. Well, well, Please. are they droid sexual? You don't think in this body. So what if we um, have to get a, like a, a sexy droid body? Like a protocol droid? Like a sexy protocol okay, droid? So I guess the new mission is to put this <laughs> droid into a sexy droid's body. Okay, that's not this mission. <laughs> well, that's the next mission. That's the next mission. Guys. It's a side mission, at least. Yeah. Oh, the... Would you rather have a sexy body to seduce this person, no, this or would you rather fly? Uh, that question seems obvious. I don't even know why you're asking. Can we ask follow-up questions to this? I, I don't see why you wouldn't be able to. <clears throat> okay, so the sexy body that we get in the first scenario, um, is that a reflection of our current body? or is This that wasn't like... a question for you, Tristan. This was a question for Odie. <laughs> well, then... Okay, then I have no follow-up questions because it's not even for me. You could get a jetpack. I've got a book I think you should read. It helped me through some tough times, but it describes the act of sex as a feeling better than flying it's like you're flying high uh under the cover of covers <laughs> god tris valentine gets both and it's wonderful <laughs> Odie sticks out a thing and shocks you ah, ah boy that's smarts Okay, we've got to move forward. I didn't plan on this romantic subplot with the droid, but, but someone comes it, at you fast. Someone introduced it, so <laughs> it's there now, and it can't go away. Okay, so we are all in agreement that we do need to seduce her, and that is the first step. Here's what we do. The fair thing is for all of us, including Odie, to draw straws. Whoever gets the short straw seduces her. That way we each get a fair shot. Is that what's fair? I think the person who is most competent at seduction should seduce Yariskert. Yes, and then die in a duel. <laughs> we know what we're doing. So, Odie. Where I was gonna is, rig it. I was gonna rig where it. Where is Yara's right now? I just now. wanted to make Odie feel better. We all knew you were gonna rig it. Yeah, well, here we go. Odie? Now we got a sad droid. Odie, here boy. Where is Yara's I'm pretty sure Odie specifically asked to be called a neutral pronoun. Yeah. I mean, I'm your master. I'm gonna call you whatever I wanna call you. <laughs> all right, hold on. Let's calm down, okay? Don't get all riled up. <laughs> we need to know where she is. Where is Gert? Odie brings up a map, and she is currently in the boiler room. So she is, like, in the second basement, and you guys are up at the opposite end of the of facility. You guys are diagonal from it and up two levels. Odie, um, on this base, are hookups super popular? Or, <laughs> like, is this, are we in, like, a sort of Ally McBeal situation <laughs> where it's all co-ed bathrooms and everyone's doing each other all the time? Or is this more like a... Like a cheers with they won't they with yeah. just a, a specific couple well yeah i mean i mean is it more like a true blood where it's just all the vampires are doing hand stuff with the werewolves like all over town or is it like or, uh, or is it like twilight where the vampires and the werewolves don't really talk and then you find out that the werewolves aren't actually werewolves but they're just shapeshifters okay this base <laughs> This base is a disaster, protocol-wise. Oh, yeah, because all the protocol droids are so sexy and they don't do any work. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of hooking up, partially because Lieutenant Zoth hooks up with a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And you kind of, like, go with the flow of what your commanding officers set the tone of. Especially when that's the flow. This base doesn't operate with a lot of structure found elsewhere in the Empire. There's beats that people walk, and people keep it fairly clean, but there's a lot more personality in each room. People have been treating it like home, and it has retained a lot of the mining facility spunk that was here prior to the Empire moving in. There's just tons of spunk. All of this is articulated with a bunch of, of mechanical <laughs> arm waving gestures and and spinning. Very good. So it's very much like an Ally McBeal situation. <laughs> it's the sexiest station in the galaxy. Okay, well, that's perfect for us because what we need to do is some pretty sexy work. I'm worried that that means that people are going to be really familiar with each other, so... Oh, very familiar. No. It, uh, I can size up a station like this in an instant. The military, things like this can happen all the time. Helmets are left on probably two-thirds of the time. Oh, definitely. Yeah. 
Lynn, you haven't been on the Rebel beat as long as we have, or at least not in the way that we have. Trust me, when a station gets to be a mess like this, anonymity is key. Okay, but like, I'm just worried about you all. You don't have to worry about us. You gotta worry about them, because we're gonna be breaking hearts. Yeah, Lynn, I mean, honestly, it's... (laughs) I can't guarantee that we won't hook up with dozens of people who aren't even involved in the mission. On our way to the top. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's a long walk all the way down to, uh, you know, the engine engine room? Wait, what'd you say? No, it's the the boiler room. Boiler room. Yeah, I feel like I'm really worried. No, I feel like I'm really worried it's about gonna this mission. It's going to be fine. I, and if you look at the map, we only have to pass three or four massage parlors <laughs> on the way. So, like, these are these are message parlors. <laughs> these are communication stations. Um, no, it's massage. I can read. <laughs> okay, well, when we get there, I guess we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how oily it is. <laughs> God. Okay, so there's... So what are you guys doing while I'm seducing Gert? I was going to try and spy on Shinro. I just want to take note of where all these key players are and see what they're like in case we have to encounter them later. Should should you be spying on Shinro? Does that sound like the best idea? Yes. <laughs> no. I didn't, maybe I didn't think this quite through. No, this is the best idea. Now, Lynn and Lena, it's going to be vitally important for you guys to keep your helmets and stormtrooper uniforms on at all time. Because not only are you aliens, uh, but, um, well, no, that is the only thing. That seems to be the only reason. Right? Yes. Yeah. So we can't really, like, cue on that you are aliens. I, is there another reason? No, I, I, I misspoke. I thought there's two people, two reasons, but it's the same reason <laughs> for each of you two people. Okay. And you are different species, which is another wrinkle to me thinking there may have been two reasons. I got you. Okay. Okay, so back to, it sounds like um, you're going off to have a private spy <laughs> session on Shinra, which is the best idea. That does seem... Shouldn't we have, like... I could take Defin. Great. Uh, I'll take Shinro. Okay, so okay. Heidi, you're going to go after Defin. Helmet, you're on Shinro. Mm-hmm. And that does make the most sense because you're both... Are, do you have your fibroblade? Sure. Yeah. I, I never said I didn't. <laughs> I could uh, scout out ships to steal. Go take a look at the manifest, uh, see what they've got, because we do need to steal a ship by the end of this mission. Okay, yeah. And that means that we are leaving Zoth unscouted, but she does seem the scariest target. I do fully expect to randomly run into Zoth on my scouting mission. I don't think that that makes logical sense. Well, you'll see. Yeah, Zoth, I think we leave Zoth (laughs) off limits for now. We're trying to get that code cylinder so we can um, access the... uh... Information that we need. Yeah, the the intel room. That's the most important part. Any way that we can get about doing that is the best. We need a meetup place for once, hopefully, we have the cylinder. Say we rendezvous back in the bathroom. Do not say rendezvous. Just don't use the word. Just say meetup. That's what I said. I didn't know that this was a pinpoint for you. I mean, why do it? I'm glad that this is a source. I mean, why do it? This is very gratifying. Just why why use the word? It's a really useful word. We'll just dalliance right back here. That's fine. Oh, okay. That one's okay, okay. because for now, well, for now, for sure, <laughs> we'll get there. But I mean, just I mean, if you, you're being a dick when you do when you say let's rendezvous. That's I, that's a he wasn't so. Nah, he was. He didn't know he was doing it, but he did it. <laughs> well, we'll wow. just we'll just shorten it so that it's not so weird, and we'll just say we'll just voo right what, here. Well, why don't we just punch me in my damn head? <laughs> okay. Trust <laughs> <laughs> is out. <laughs> Uh, we throw Tris to the tub and no, run we, cold water. Okay, let's yeah, let's please revive him. Yes. Okay, so where were we? <laughs> I just punched you. We'll meet up back here mm-hmm. after we're all done scouting out. Okay. See you at the rendezvous. Back to leaves yeah, the wish. room. <laughs> he doesn't have to. Shut up. I'm gonna start. We have a four-part scene wipe. <laughs> <laughs> Who's going? How? Where are we picking Ooh. up? So, wait a minute, this is Thomas Crown Affair style, right? Uh Uh-huh. Okay, cool. So it's everybody walking around? So, yeah, it's Bacta, and I think we... Man, I really like this director who's doing this, because not only are we getting a Thomas Crown Affair style multiple dynamic panels scene, but they've also elected to show off who is who by doing a classic Spider-Man style half mask so that you can see the person inside the Stormtrooper helmets. Bacta is walking down a hallway and on the side of the 
wall, we see in Arabesh a sign pointing uh, Hangar Bay. Below that, kind of like in another little strip of a hallway going a different direction, there's a shot of Trist, a.k.a. Heinrich von Heirloom, walking in the hallway in his stormtrooper. Oh, and it says that across the screen. It has like yeah, the, the readouts. As, of... as he's walking, the letters Heinrich von Heirloom uh-huh. like walk with him. But as he's walking in opposite of the way that uh, Hansel Beefsteak is walking, there's like a lady engineer who's not dressed as a stormtrooper, obviously. Mm-hmm. So, like She has like a, a high tight ponytail, is walking the other way. Trist, as he walks past her, turns around and like, <laughs> walk, like r- runs to catch up to her. And like that, they like pan off screen as we see. So Lenik is walking down a long hallway, passing. Uh, oh, by uh, the way, Lenix, when he walks, it does say Lenik Gila <laughs> instead of his name that he picked. Uh, every every stormtrooper that he passes, he's just like, oh, hey, how are you? Good day. These uh, Verpine, huh? Pretty crazy. <laughs> just like just like chit chatting yeah. every every stormtrooper that he passes, which they seem to like. Seems pretty casual. Oh yeah, I, I feel like a lot of a lot of the stormtroopers are walking around with like their helmets, like uh, like carrying their helmets, or or like you know ha- their uniform just like sloppy on or like not. They got mugs and yeah. calf. Yeah. And you are tailing who? Shinro. Oh, good old Shinro. Shinro is definitely in whatever dojo or gym area they have. Oh, it's a very sexy, sweaty gym. Oh, and I think Odie is. is with. I think Odie is with you as well. Okay. Mm-hmm. Odie's not coming to. I think. To I feel mission. like Odie should be going with you. No, he's gonna ruin it. No, he's. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, I flip a dark side point. <laughs> That's the... Because Odie's with me. Odie's, Odie's with, with you. you. So I'll amend my shot to when Trist begins to walk after that, like, attractive imperial mm-hmm. woman who's walking. Odie, like, zaps him again, and he, like, <laughs> kind of shocks and rubs his butt and starts walking back the other way. So you say hi to a bunch of people, and uh, you're on, like, a high rail... Not railing. Not no, railings. No railings. No railings on a, on a catwalk above an open area. Looking down, it's like a training area. It's and... it's the room where Neo and Morpheus fight in the Matrix. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a great description of it. And there is a figure with a bunch of in their Under Armour stormtroopers doing training exercises. He does a block up, and with it, the thing swipes up to the half face to Lynn walking down. With the half face, you can see how uncomfortably her leku are stuffed it's, in the. It's so uncomfortable. I don't think it's that uncomfortable. I think it is. She has to remove padding and stuff to make it work. Don't you? I don't think it's comfortable. Do you? I don't think it's uncomfortable for Lynn. I think for your standard Twi'lek with long leku, it would be almost unlivable. unbearable. Yeah, but... I don't think it's the worst thing in the world but she like they normally have you know like i feel like it's like an undersized bra i think that normally these helmets have a thing that catches your head right and she has to remove that to make this fit mm-hmm. oh yeah like a like like foam or whatever yeah, yeah. it's just kind of like a hollow it's just hard like plastic on on her, her head. bare skin so it sucks okay i think it sucks um i know some people would be into that not lynn duly noted so <laughs> <laughs> So her in the display, but like very, very serious. This isn't the first time she's done stuff like this. I think she's having the thought right now, man, I just got to get my own helmet I have that to get I my customize own for this. Why have I been putting it off so long? So she walks past a wall and her name is, it says like, Dr. Lintella Rune and then Heidi Cherry is the name of the level. Then she like checks the level as she goes by um, to a communication center. Ensign DeFin is sitting in front of a whole bunch of arrays. What, Johnny, are the arrays? What is she currently working on? Uh, It's just phone bills right now. It's the (laughs) end of the month. So she's just going over expense reports of the comms. It's real boring, real boring stuff. Okay, what else is in this area? So there, there are lots of displays so that she could pull like readouts of anything. She could check anyone's phone number basically and look at their calls and stuff. But then there's also a lot of decommissioned devices that needs to be repaired or just just extra stuff that hasn't been checked out just like comm stuff yeah okay so it's uh, like a, it's like a workshop slash control room okay so lynn sees that and then walks to the room across the hall which is a storage closet and enters that and starts working on the vent naturally her opening up the vent transitions into whichever of these scenes we want to actually go to who wants it? So we see a shirtless Yu Shinro. He trains shirtless all the time. He's got long, dark blonde hair mm. uh, that hangs like feathery over one eye. 
and just like goes down to like the middle of his back with every movement that he has his hair gracefully cuts through the wind as he whirls around striking these stormtroopers who are working with him with a training sword he hits them hard it makes like a nasty sound as they hit the ground and he while he is fighting with them is mocking them at the same time none of you strike with real intensity this is why you never win um and uh he's just uh wiping the floor with these people i will point out he has a massive scar across his chest that is incredibly sexy so lenik is above this and just kind of taking it all in Mm mm-hmm and he's very sweaty. Oh, very, very sweaty. And a sheen. he he like climbs down a ladder and goes into the combat zone. And he like wants to go up next to to try yeah. and practice sparring. It's just as like all the other troopers are you know cradling various injuries that they just got in this fight. What's wrong with the people at this station? By the end of this month, I expect all of you to be on your feet at the end of a training session. And the month, as we established moments ago, is nearly over. <laughs> he looks around the room and he sees you. You! You haven't trained today yet. What's your name, soldier? Lenik. Lenik <laughs> Gilo. Jesus. <laughs> God, they're really scraping the bottom of the barrel. That sounds like a Rodian name. Well, no matter. Step into the ring. If he can end this session on his feet, nobody has to run laps after this. And he tosses you a training sword. Perfect. (laughs) I don't plan to go easy on you, soldier. I don't plan to be gone easy on. I'm going to teach you all (laughs) one-liners and cool things to say before fights, too. Oh, gosh. Um, Uh, Lenik does a very cool sword flourish. He, you can tell that he is impressed with your flourish. He ends it with like a guard with the sword behind his back as he sticks a hand out and and does does the the, the Neo come here motion. Or the, the, the Morpheus come here. Oh, no. Uh, Yeah, this is going to be A-OK. Whoa, dang. uh, Two successes, a triumph, and two threats. Dang. Is that role just for... Just for like one move, or can we can we just sort of cinematically do the fight? No, do the uh, fight based yeah, on that, this that role. Is, yeah, that's, that's the, fight. the whole fight. Okay. That was what I was picturing. So so yeah, we're we're like going at it mm-hmm. very hard. I feel like the threats. I think you use your rocket hand. I use my rocket yeah. hand, but it blows the armor away. Like when I use oh, it, gosh. it, oh like, gosh, it it blows the armor away and exposes like not that I'm a Rodian, but, but that, that I have that like I have a, a oh, robot. That's such hand. a bad idea. Oh god. Okay. Okay. That's okay. two threats. Yeah. So, so yeah, we're <laughs> we're that's two threats. This entire no, mechanically, is that's how it works. <laughs> so yeah, we we fight with like perfect, perfect mm-hmm. strikes. Perfect. There is a lot of unnecessary flipping. There is wall running. Yes. Uh, oh yeah. There is a moment Sir, where uh, Lenik is charging at Shinro. Shinro appears that for a second he's going to be running away, but instead he jumps in the air and he kicks another stormtrooper in the chest and uses the momentum from that to come down and uh, meet Lenik's sword uh, with like a really powerful strike. Yeah, Lenik- so it's a jump in a double jump, but yes. it's not a triple jump because that was nerfed. Yeah, that was he's nerfed. He's no longer you able can't, to do a triple jump. can't do a triple jump. Yeah, so Lenik blocks, and then he sort of ducks down to block, and then he uses the... Now that his legs are bent, he, like, jumps up and flips over and, like, lands in a ready position again. Mm-hmm. And then he's, like, blocking himself with the sword and uses his rocket hand to just punch. But instead, of, he doesn't actually... He doesn't actually hurt Shinro. He just, like... Basically, rocket punches directly in front of his face and Ugh. stops like right, right, right in front of yeah, in like, front of his beautiful green ooh, eyes. But it blows the armor off of yeah. Them. Ugh, and everybody knows that he has a robot hand. Yeah, cool. So with that, he withdraws his sword and he nods at you. Good work, soldier. The rest of you get cleaned up. You come with me. Okay. And he's going to lead you off, and I think we should cut away. Yeah. From- cool. They disappear into a doorway. And the darkness of that becomes... The darkness of the boiler room, which is in the below decks. Below decks. In the basement, you know, obviously. In the sweatiest part of the ship. Yeah, it's very humid down here. Like, rainforesty conditions. There's not a lot of great ventilation, so it's, like, kind of hot. Yeah. There is a a young 
Mackenzie Davis type with straight cut bangs, messily done, her hair in a ponytail, in a jumpsuit very much like Bodie Brooks, with tools spread out on a bench, working on one of the boilers. That's like further into this like boiler room because it's like it's not like a closet like it's like a larger you yeah know, like I figured room we room. started on the darkness of the thing and then we the camera started pulling back so then we got the bench to her and then we kept focus on the darkness of the entrance where where we might see yeah Trista hasn't gone inside that room yet so yeah. that's like what's going on inside outside he is stripping off his stormtrooper uniform down to completely naked. Um, and he's like stacking it like he knows that she's obviously in there yeah. and he's like stacking it so that, you know, he can like access it later. Okay, Odie. So um, this is the part like the, the rest of the mission. Don't, don't worry about that. Okay. This is human stuff. This is how seduction happens. I just need you to make sure you guard this entrance and play it very cool. Of course I am. That's number one is to get her off of her guard and get her off of her balance. Also, I'm instantly giving her all of the power because I'm naked. Look, I don't expect you to understand, Odie, that... Look, why don't you just watch how a master does this? And maybe then you'll have, like, you'll, you know, learn. All right, well, Womp will have to do. Trist runs into the boiler room and pretending, like, not to really see her, starts, like, rifling through things, trying to find cloth or clothing of some sort or overalls or, you know, whatever he can, like, try to find. But he's making a lot of noise while he's doing it. Come on. Ah! Tris, like, mock surprise screams, flips around, sees her, and then instantly, like, covers up. But she turns she, around and covers she, her he, eyes. He let her get a pretty good glimpse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she covers both of her. Ah, uh, I'm, uh, I'm so sorry. I didn't, I, uh, I'm, uh, I didn't know anyone was, um, I'm so what, sorry. What are you doing here? I'm looking what? for any clothes. Why I'm looking for naked? clothes. Why are you naked? Uh, Lieutenant Zoth took my clothes. Oh. Oh, okay. No, it's not what you think. I didn't... It's not... You were having sex. No, no. I I was not. Okay. She brought me into her room and she told me that I had to do a uniform inspection. And then I said, fine, I'm ready for that. And she said, no, you have to take the uniform off and do the inspection. And then I did. And then she went and took a phone call and I... Decided that it wasn't worth it, and so I ran, and so I, I'm just, and I, I am so sorry. Um, my name, did she, has she turned around yet? Mm-hmm. No, she's very, like, she looks super uncomfortable. Uh, can you hand me, please, that towel? Uh, yeah, she throws a grease-stained towel at you. Great. Grease. <laughs> Uh, uh, I feel like you wrap it around your no. I I just hold it in front of me, so like she can still get a good look at like hips and stuff. But it's just I'm just draping it. I'm so sorry. I'm um, my name is Heinrich von Erlum. I'm a a stormtrooper, although (laughs) obviously not right now. I'm not. Um, I'm so sorry. I don't think we've met. Uh, hi, I'm Yariskert. He starts to reach with his right hand, which is holding the towel, quickly realizes, <laughs> swaps hands, swaps hands, and, and reaches out uh, with his right hand. It's Yariskert. Oh, my God. Your chief engineer, Gert. Um, yeah. Yeah. Don't, uh, don't worry about no, it. No, you're a superior officer. Uh, <laughs> I am so sorry. It's, it's okay. Yeah. Uh, about no, this. Um, Lieutenant Zoth pulls this sort of thing. Oh, good. So this is not the first time that you've had to have a conversation with a naked stormtrooper in a boiler room. Uh, <laughs> nope. Nope. This is a first. This so is this a fir- is a first. Yeah, this is a first. Perfect. Um, this is weird, but do you know if there are any clothes in here? There, uh, there are, there are, there are, there's, um, there are spare, uh, uh, she, like, can't remember the word for them at all. She seems super flustered, but she's grabbing at her, um. Shirt? No. Oh, coveralls. Please, lab jackets. Coveralls. Oh, that's right, coveralls. Yeah. Uh, Coveralls. At her coveralls, yeah. Yeah, 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 coveralls. Does she point, where are they? The, the, um, locker? The locker over there. She points behind me? Yeah. Perfect. Well, then Trish definitely. 
definitely <laughs> turns around mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> before she can turn around, goes over to the locker, drops the towel, and like is just standing there naked while he like puts on coveralls. He puts them on, like slowly getting into them, and instead of putting on the top part of the coverall, just, just kind of ties zips it, it and then ties it around his waist. Uh, and then turns back around. Good job, Trist. Oh, I am, um, I'm sufficiently mortified. Uh, yeah. Uh, He's re- I, I think at this point he should try to roll, roll a charm. A charm yeah. <laughs> so, uh, uh, what's my difficulty? Yeah, three purple. Oh, boy. You can do it. I can hopefully do it. Okay, yeah, that's fine. Um, it is a uh, success and a threat. Okay, cool. Yes, a success and one threat. Cool. I got. I know what the threat is. I am sufficiently mortified. Uh, it's fine. It's you know. Oh, uh, it's not. <laughs> um, I am supposed to be reporting to you under you. I mean, uh, not under you, uh, on you, w- what? with you. I'm. So I am. Are so, you? Uh, yeah. <laughs> this is my. This is my first day. I actually just arrived like two hours ago. So I'm. Yours. I'm gonna kill Zoth. Okay. Yeah. Uh, she's nice. She's uh, she's she's a lovely. She's terrible. Is she not? I'm sorry to say that, but she seems to be terrible. She's she's fine. She's just yeah, enthusiastic. Um. Yeah, she seems very enthusiastic. Hungry, I would say. Um. Thirsty. Uh. Yeah. Okay. Uh. So I'll, I'm gonna set you to work on um the second boiler over there. It's been acting up quite a treat. Okay. So could you Absolutely. get to work on that and then I will get you a shirt. Oh no, I'm I'll get you a shirt. It's actually totally fine. No, I'm <laughs> I'd be more comfortable. Oh. Oh, okay. Sure. Yeah, absolutely then. So, Whatever makes you more comfortable. Yeah, just she says a bunch of techno babble at you. So if you could just see to that, I will get all of your registration stuff sorted. Perfect. Thank you so much. Um it, Trist, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. And like he like goes in for like a handshake uh, again, and she, and then like or like trying to like makes it a hug as he like goes in for a hug. Yeah, uh, she, yeah, she what went she, for a, he, she he went for a, a handshake. He goes for a hug, so he's hugging her. <laughs> <laughs> he smells very nice. <laughs> she turns very pink. He hugs her and then like kind of like comes out of the hug, but not a lot. Uh-huh. Like he's still holding her, and he's like, "I'm sorry, I don't know." Okay. And he's like very close to her. He's like, I don't, I'm, didn't, was that weird? Uh, uh Odie comes zooming into the room <laughs> <laughs> between you guys. Leave room. Uh, Leave room for the force. Yeah, just comes zooming towards you and tries to shove you out of the way. Uh, so she's wearing her coverall, right? And I'm uh-huh. assuming she has her code thing in, like, the pocket of the coverall? No. 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 This is actually canon. She has it in... Oh, that's right. Huh? In, uh, like, dog tags under her uniform yep. in a pocket, low slung, uh, like, under her bra. Yeah. Someone nearby who was good at sleight of hand. Mm. Well, I think it'll have to be a, more than sleight of hand to get that it's gonna be difficult tag. so Odie breaks in between us trist kind of like very coldly looks at Odie and then immediately like softens back up Odie for three hey she like immediately drops down to his level mm-hmm. oh you're all scuffed up and smelly Ugh, what happened to you he didn't come in the shower with us? No. Odie, this is uh this is Trooper Von Heirloom. He's going to be working with us. Ma'am, I can get this droid cleaned up if you'd like me to. That would be great, actually. Yeah, if you could see to that and then start working on that boiler. Sure. Do you have anything that I could use to clean him up? What, st- is, what is it that you're wearing? Because it smells <laughs> divine. She starts to flush and then... I'm just, if, I mean, because he smells and it's, and you smell, uh, wonderful. So if you have any of that laying around, or I can, you know, regulation, trooper, soap, water, scrub brush. Yeah, there should be some regulation stuff over in the, the, um, same locker that you got the coveralls. Uh, Perfect. Well, I don't mind getting my hands dirty. Great. Uh, I will start on your paperwork. Don't work too hard. (laughs) 
Uh, she heads off. Odie's arm goes up and then hits you hard on the head. He goes for that to hit me hard on the head and Tris turns it into a high five. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Odie. That is what we like to call in the business a cock block. <laughs> but we're still in very good position. Step two begins. And like Tris kind of just like leans back on a bench and like knocks over a bunch of tables. Yeah, and the, uh, I was, the, the bench slide yeah. stuff yeah. falls off. And as stuff clatters, we see in transition. Mm-hmm. Where are we going now? I think it's back to. So the splattering of tools on the ground is echoed by a bunch of tools splattering with somebody working on an old timey speeder that they're fixing up in the garage and then we like zoom out into the garage as a whole and we have a blink 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 pointy arrow to indicate where in that garage Jackson i love the is. director for this arc <laughs> so where yet how's how's it look uh so and where do you run into lieutenant samantha za yeah Bacta is like sort of walking up and down the line you know there are some tie fighters here it's a small contingent of ties they have two TIE Fighters, and then they have some old Raiders. They have, uh, which are left over from the... Um... Republic? There we go. Mm-hmm. Wow. Again, this wasn't, this isn't a well-maintained, super cool facility. Wow, it's been a while since I've seen anything like that. He says aloud, and I think uncomfortably close behind him, Zoth responds. So coming up behind you is... How tall are you? You're uh, six, six feet. foot. So I think she matches you. A regulation six. I think she is also six feet, but she's in. She's six foot in heels. Mm-hmm. Okay. She's very beautiful and she is fat. She has beautiful, smooth brown skin, a long black hair that she has up in a complicated spiral, brown eyes. She's like super made up mm-hmm. with like lots of specifically mascara to really make her eyes pop. Her uniform is exceptionally well tailored. The ladies' uniforms are never, they never look quite right to me. Right. So she clearly has gone out of her way to make, to make right. this work. And it would be gray on her, I believe. Well, she has three code cylinders. Where are they located? So left breast, uh, one, one on the left breast and the right breast has two. Cool. And I haven't seen something like this in a while. Trooper, where are you supposed to be stationed right now? Uh, I am supposed to be here. Uh, on patrol? On patrol. So on patrol, and she, like, walks around so that she's, uh, like, facing you now. And is on patrol just standing in front of ships, gawking at them and commenting on how you haven't seen them in a while? Uh, uh, no. And if you were on patrol, shouldn't you have seen them before? Uh, I'm newly... What's your name, Trooper? Uh, they call me Beefsteak. Oh, I bet they do. Do you have your helmet on? Yes, yes. Oh, I bet they do. Remove your helmet, Trooper Beefsteak. Um, okay. And Bacta takes off his helmet. Oh, clone. Ah, uh, y- yes, Lieutenant Clone. Oh, Lieutenant. So you do know who I am, then? Um, I recognize you from the briefing. Uh, we started the conversation with you at my back. Great. So if I'm a lieutenant, you should be standing at... Oh, I'm sorry. I used to be a lieutenant myself, and uh, it's a little bit... Yes, I should be at attention. But you're not a lieutenant now, are you? Uh, she kind of like walks behind you, but she hasn't released you from attention, so mm-hmm. you're still standing there. Because it appears that the uniform that you're in right now is very much a trooper's uniform. <sighs> yes, the Empire is a bit different than the Republic, so... As you were. He stands into relaxed, but it's also sort of at attention. Very well, trooper. Continue on with your patrol and uh, leave the comments about the aesthetics of the ships here to yourself. Back to puts on the helmet and continues walking around. Oh, oh and Trooper Beefsteak. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, Lieutenant. I'll be seeing you around. Thank you, Lieutenant. <laughs>
and he is muttering to himself i i think as he passes a raider i think that catches his attention a little bit and i'm going to flip a light side point say there's an especially nice raider in here that one that's be in good repair useful to steal okay uh what is our transition there's a blinking light on that ship okay and there's a blinking light in the room yeah there's a blinking light lynn has a recording device and we see lynn like perched up inside of the vent spying on defin who is still doing it's a it's bull- a lot of expense reports and the thing is Bullcriff? she could consolidate this it's because there are multiple bills and she could consolidate it onto one but she's tried in the past and customer service has just been so awful that she just opts to pay sep- multiple separate bills rather than spend the time to try and get it corrected cool it's tough so after a bit of defin working on that the door jumps open behind her oh Please describe to Finn. Sure. So she has red hair and green eyes, and she's definitely in an imperial uniform, mm-hmm. but she's also wearing a green ascot. <laughs> Like underneath the uniform. That is not regulation. No, it's not at all. And she, her nails are painted, which I think is probably also not regulation. It's okay. Uh, they're paint, they're painted purple. Zoth was had painted nails. Yeah, yeah. So her her nails are purple, and she's wearing a green ascot, and she's very um, she's like a very girly girl. She's got a very like girly girl sort of look, look. about her, okay. like uh, heavily not heavily made up, but like made up so that you can tell, but not like sure. I don't know. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's like, um, whereas I'd say that Zoth heavily curates her appearance and Defin doesn't. Yes, yeah, I agree. She's just she just likes She just likes makeup and stuff. Yep, yep. Cool. So after a while, the door jumps and Captain Drine enters. <sighs> Captain Drine is also six foot, but... Not in heels. Not in heels. <laughs> is wearing severe boots, her regulation captain's uniform, and then a lab coat. She has four code cylinders. She keeps her hair cut very short because she also has to keep it shaved to accommodate for the AJ6 device. Which, what color is her AJ6 device? White, gray, or black? Black. Black. Thank you. Obviously. Uh, What color is her hair? White. White. There we go. Of course. Her eyes. What color are her eyes? None. (laughs) (laughs) Yellow like a cat. I think black's pretty cool. Very, very dark. Can people have black eyes or are they just like super dark? No, super dark brown. Ah, but in Star Wars they can. Well, sure. I think that she is like super thin in the way that she probably doesn't take care of herself enough. Mm -hmm. She works so hard and forgets to eat. Yeah. Uh, She doesn't wear any makeup and has freckles. Yep. I think that's about it. She enters. Good afternoon, Ensign. Captain Drine. How's it going? Well enough. Expense reports should be done by end of day. Have you found room for the new radio devices? Yes, I, I believe we'll be able to integrate them very well. And I think you'll be happy to know that many of the Verpine are starting to become sympathetic to our cause. And I believe that once a small population of them have been won over, it will only be a matter of time before the rest of them fall in line. That is, again, as I have said, fairly irrelevant. We just need some to come over and assist us in testing the drones. Yes, I I understand. But would it not be an added boon for them to join our cause? Would we not have to, as I have said before, convince the rest of the hives? And would that not take too many resources? I believe that those sympathetic would convince them on their own. They'd be able to share their thoughts and feelings instantly, and their sympathies would, would translate across the entire hive. You know my mind on this. I think it would take too many resources, and we have put so much work into converting all of the drones on our own. I think that it would behoove the Empire to have complete mastery over the drones on our own terms. Well, I believe the quickest way to achieve that goal would be, would be to request Inquisitor Sadat. They could dispatch the task quickly. I will consider your request, but as of right now, it is not granted. I appreciate your consideration, Captain. Thank you for finding room for the new radio receivers. I will see you later at dinner. Thank you, Captain. She jump leaves. (sighs) So Defin goes back to finishing up the reports and then starts tinkering with some piece of equipment. (laughs) we go to Lynn in the vents who's like wide-eyed and starts flipping through pulls out a thing and starts flipping through uh, one of her notebooks and there's a nude sketch of that inquisitor in there (laughs) no no she goes to a page of Jedi Uh, it says Jedi dead during order 66 and she scrolls down to Sada 
Yeah. And it has dead. And then she puts a question mark next to it. Or it goes down to Sada and she scratches him off the list. I, I think the question mark is probably more suitable because we don't know. Yeah. But I would also put the question mark next to dead and not next to his name. She just wrote dead in her notebook? No, no, no. Because it's a list of dead Jedi. So she just has to scroll down the list and write a question mark next to that one. Great. Well, then I would start a new list called... <laughs> possibly dead Jedi, scratch Saudet off of the dead Jedi list and put him on the possible list. JPC, can we compromise and have her just draw an eggplant emoji what next to... This is probably the end mark. of the episode. What so she... you guys decide. No, okay, she... So the list is dead Jedi. Yeah. She scrolls down to Saudet. Yep. She writes dead next to their name uh-huh. and then writes a question mark after that. That's exactly what happens. Then end of episode. <laughs> And now, how about a Dear Minoc letter? Dear CT1776, Bacta. We haven't met in person, but we are brothers. <clears throat> I'm sorry. DSCT1776. No? There's no need for that. I oh, think no, it, it's comforting. I think it'll help. Honestly, it's probably what Bacta knows best. Bacta. We haven't met in person, but we are brothers. My call sign is CT146262. That's a, that's a long call sign. This is actually kind of cute. <laughs> Not that anybody remembers. Oh, My group was one of the last to leave Camino before the establishment of the Empire. Life is rather difficult outside of the military regimentation. Civilian rules are confusing. As an example, did you know that in order to make maintenance expenses for your service weapon tax-deductible, you have to prove its use in rebel suppression? They never taught that stuff in clone school. I feel like I have to learn everything all over again, and it's not easy to catch up with everybody else when you age much faster. Even my wife, who (laughs) meant the world to me, betrayed me with a young stormtrooper. Not only that, but in order to get custody of my daughter, I have to prove that she either aided in rebel activity or is, quoting here, an unrepentant xenophiliac, all because those Fracking stormtroopers are above the law. Please tell me that the best thing to do is pack up my stuff, pick up my daughter, and leave the Empire for good. I need you to tell me that outlaw life is the cure for my ailments because I cannot take another rejection. Signed, CT146262, Noose. Yeah, you should absolutely do that. All right. Thanks very much. Uh, oh, that was uh, <laughs> way before he even got to that part of the letter. It's, yeah. Oh, you should leave the Empire and start fighting the Empire. As always, thanks for writing in. Uh, this has been uh, Dear Minoc. Clinic, what do you think clowns sound like? Exactly like what I just read. Uh, and you started doing the voices from that wizard book that you read, Tim, on. What wizard book? <laughs> <laughs> you know, that wizard book. The pet, uh, It's like about Jedis, but not about Jedis, and they're in the little school. I think Lenik was doing a very convincing clone Thank voice. You. Thank you. Thank you. You very welcome. Oh, no. You very welcome. But thank like you. Bacta. Thank you very much, Tristan Valentine. It's no problem at all, ain't it, Gilo? All right. Oh, yeah. so, like, then, this is chip like, chip. Look, we sound like a couple clones then, don't we? Hey, hey look. I, I, my this is like lower chorusanti, is what this is. <laughs> I'm CT1234. My call sign is. <laughs> What, uh, uh, my name's one two three four. That's my name and my numbers. Oh, I actually knew is your one, call two, sign. Three, is your call sign really seventeen seventy six? Yes, it is. Interesting. Why did this this trooper's call sign? Why was it longer? Is this a they better? They said they were one of the last to leave Camino. I think you? it was actually a later bitch. Hmm. Um, the, uh, most of the people who are in the Empire currently representing the Empire are from later bitches. Does that mean you're? 1776. Does that mean you're the 1776th clone to come out of production? It actually does not. Oh, okay. Yeah. They... All right. Thanks for asking that question, Tris. Wow. Uh... can't believe it. Uh, thanks. That's Dear Minoc. <laughs> yeah. It, uh, it doesn't have anything to do with the order of anything. Uh, it was actually a pretty complicated system. I don't quite understand uh, that. We were more, more concerned with the, the names that we gave each other anyway. What's the best name that everyone ever had? <sighs> wow. Probably Sinox, right? <laughs> no. I mean, he's cool named name. after a poison. He's named after a yeah, poison. Pretty tight. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, but I, it, like looking back on it, don't you think it's a little lame? You know, he got. You know that... what? The name Poison would also be a great. That'd clone be very name. cool. That's pretty. It'd be also that's awful tight. if Sinox and Poison were in the same squad together because yeah. Poison's way better. Hey, I'm uh, I'm Sinox. This is my pal Poison and my other pal Dioxus. <laughs> there was no Poison. There was no Dioxus. So okay, smart guy. What was the coolest clone name you? That's the thing about Dioxys is that you can't see it. He's so sneaky. The coolest clone name. uh, Rat. No, 
Rat? Really? Quiet Riot. Rat with two T's. Yeah, Rat with two T's. Ah, uh, you know, Rebel was pretty cool. Rebel? Yeah. Wow, that one probably didn't age well, you know, when the whole, like, rebellion started. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what ended up happening to him, but he wouldn't follow orders, and he was always, like, I gotta guess retooling speeder bikes, and he'd wear his hair in this really cool slicked-back part. Did oh, they take man, bad was... clones and kill them and turn them into food for good clones? No, what? Probably not food. Wait, why are you bald? Because I got shot in the head and it grows in weird. Don't you? You shave, though, right? Yeah, I shave because it grows in weird. Yeah. Okay. There's like like black hair in the sink and stuff. That's you? Yeah. You gotta wipe that stuff out. I do normally. No, it just gets everywhere. Who did not. you think it was? Honestly, I thought it was Tony. <laughs> I thought he was shedding. You in thought the he sink. was shedding in like little tiny specks? I thought he was speck shedding in the sink, and I don't know. I don't know. I have a question. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hasn't Tony been here roughly as long as me? Oh yes. my god, it's you. The answer no, is no, yes. No, no, You're no, the no, one no. who's putting Mm-mm. that black stuff okay, in the sink. You know, I'm pretty sure. Correct me if That's I'm wrong. That's not the point. There's no have hair, to... is there? I don't have any hair. Yeah, I figured. Okay. Because well, you shave it all. Stick with me. Yeah, I mean, back doesn't have any hair. Oh my gosh. It's very suspicious. Hold on, Tristan. Got it. Didn't that black hair, wasn't it in the sink before Tony and I showed up? I mean, I never noticed as much of it. Uh, okay, Tony does shed. It's not like Tony but doesn't shed long hair. That we've seen. Yeah, and it really gets in a lot of the vents, Lenick. You gotta brush him more. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Are you telling Lenick to clean up hair? Is that what's happening? Are you uh, trying to shift the blame? Well, I told him to brush the dog. The what? Brush his son. Thank you. So that the hair doesn't get in the vents. What's a dog? First of all, I shave my legs every two to three days, okay? And that is way more hair than off the top of this guy's bullet. Now, for my body hair, I use a laser. Why don't you use a laser? You took the lightsaber away from me. You said I couldn't touch it anymore. You cannot. You don't use it to remove hair. You'll kill yourself. Okay, well, I I I was using it to remove hair for months before this rule came into place. (laughs) I use a strip. I use a strip. To, to shave my wigs. Okay, well, I'm just saying that everyone needs to do a better job of cleaning up there. I always clean. Oh, I have a laser clean. shaver. You can both borrow it. Gross. I am not going to use the laser shaver that you use for your body on my body, Bacta. No, thank you. I will do it the way that I've always done it. I will run a bath, I will light a room full of candles, and I will slowly shave my legs in a mirror. And I will dispose of the hair in a humane <laughs> We all know way. how you shave because you refuse to close the pressure door when I you do it. The airflow for the candles. This is a spaceship. I'll friggin' blow up in there if I don't have a door open. Yeah, I don't blow think we're up? actually supposed to have candles on the ship at all. Okay, that's why I keep it contained to just the fresher. And also, I get rid of it. I always put it in the airlock and suck it out into space. I know what to do with my trash. I mean, I can't disagree with that. That should be airlocked, so. What was the question? <laughs> Stop fighting the Empire! Go, fight, use your military skills, join the rebellion. Yeah, don't get your family killed. Yeah, watch out for your daughter, though, obviously. Yeah, you don't want to kill her. Wait, clones can have daughters? Yes, we can. Will they age fast? No. No. Oh, that sucks. So Why? you'd be, like, the same age as your daughter. Dead. Yeah, no. It, like, it, eventually you'd catch up and your daughter would be the same age as you? No, the no. opposite. Other way. The opposite. I'd be much older. If I had a child now... No, that's true. By the time they're 10, I'd be, like, in my 70s or something. Yeah, you're already too old to be a father. Isn't that crazy? Because I have, like, 20 more years to be a father. And you're already way too old to do it. Well, I'm already a father, so... It doesn't matter. I'm sorry, what? Tony's my son, and you better keep your hands off of him. You're already a father? I have a child. I'm acting as a father. Oh, I'm I'm a father. Wait, I'm sorry, the person who calls us uncle, you're referring to them as your son? Yes! Uh, Do we want to just mess Tamlin up forever? Hey, Tamlin, can you come in here for a second? Why? Because we've got a very important question, and we want to make back to feel bad. Yeah, we want to do a back to shaming. Don't make him feel bad. Well, we won't. You will. He's sensitive. Yeah, we know. You up to do it, Tamlin? I don't want to be used. Well, no, we just need you to tell the truth. If you don't want to be used, don't be a child. Stop using me. You're bad parental figures. Uh, That—that's the crux of the issue. Are we parental figures or are we uncles? You're uncles. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Would you consider any of us to be your father? Tamlin? No! Thank huh. you. So... Stop trying to... <laughs> How does Stop! it... It's too feel. late. It already happened. It already happened. My mom died a month ago! 
Get, yeah, well, yeah, we know. That's a Get bummer. over it. That's <laughs> absolutely a month. Bummer. Lenick, come we're on. not still talking about stuff that happened a month ago. Yeah, God. Tamlin, Tamlin, we're sorry. We will try to be better. Back uncles. to gets up, walks out of the room, and goes into Tamlin's room to comfort him. I think he's, he's really going, trying yeah. to play up that dad card, but yeah. the kid don't want a new dad, so he's shooting himself in the foot here. <laughs> Plus, being an uncle is way better, right? Yeah, because you get all the fun stuff, and you don't have to actually like take care of the kid. All the fun stuff. You do the piano lessons. Lynn reaches over and presses <laughs> off on the <laughs> Perfect. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Campaign. The crew of the Minoc will be back again next week. Before I leave you, first, let me tell you about some of our affiliates. The Dynasty podcast launched in 2005 as the first ever and longest-running music podcast in the city of Chicago's history. Hosted by Chicago journalist and college educator Jaime Black. And Adventure is an actual play podcast hosted by Pranks Paul that focuses on generating fanfiction for established books, TV shows, and movies through tabletop gaming. Adventure will feature a rotating cast of players in a variety of media properties. The Campaign Podcast is a one-shot podcast network production. Facta is performed by James D'Amato, who can be found on Twitter at at OneShotRPG, or on his podcast, The OneShot Podcast. Trist Valentine is performed by John Patrick Cohen, who can be found on Twitter at at JPSofly, or on stage with Devil's Daughter at IO Chicago. Lena Gilo is performed by Johnny O'Mara, who can be found on Twitter at at Johnny and Briefs, or on his podcast, Dilettante Ball, or on stage with Houndstooth at the Bug House Theater. I'm Kat Cool, and I can be found on Twitter at at WolvesAreCool, with cool spelled like my last name, K-U-H-L, or at at CampaignPod for the show. The Star Wars Edge of the Empire, Age of Rebellion, and Force and Destiny role-playing games belong to Lucas Books and Fantasy Flight Games. Finally, all music on the show is performed by the Snowdens of Yesteryear, who can be found at thesnowdensofyesteryear.com, or on Spotify, iTunes, and most streaming music services. Until next time, peace is a lie. There is only passion. Mm-hmm.